Chapter forty six of the Sikh religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pardeep Alawalia. The Sikh religion, its gurus, sacred writings, and authors by Max Arthur McAuliffe. Volume one, chapter forty six. Ashtapadi. God is in man's heart and ought not to be sought for elsewhere. O Nanak, may I obtain the greatness of the name. There is no religious work superior to it. If man go elsewhere to ask what he hath at home, he shall be received with reproaches. It is said that Guru Nanak, on his excursion to the Himalayas, met a yogi called Chetnath, who reproached him with not being a yogi, a sannyasi, or a saint, but only a pretended guru. The following is Guru Nanak's reply. O Yogi, thou buildest the hut and preachest to the world. If, abandoning thy devotional attitudes, thou beg from door to door, how shalt thou obtain the true one? Thou lovest mammon and woman, and art neither an anchoret nor a worldly man. O Yogi, keep thy seat, and the pain of thy worldly love shall depart. Thou art not ashamed to beg from door to door. Thou singest songs, but knowest not thyself. How shall the great fire which burneth thee be extinguished? If the love of God attached to thy heart under the Guru's instruction, thou shalt easily enjoy the arms of contemplation. Thou hypocritically appliest ashes to thy body, and shalt be punished for thy worldliness by death's mace. The impure vessel of thy heart cannot hold the arms of love. Thou art bound by bonds, and shalt suffer transmigration. Thou dost not restrain thy seed, and yet thou callest thyself continent. While saying, Mother, thou beggest and fall in love with woman. Thou art without compassion, and God's light shineth not in thee. Thou art immersed in every species of entanglement. With a patched coat and a bag, thou assumest many guises. Like a conjurer, thou performest many tricks to deceive men. The fire of anxiety burneth thy heart. How shalt thou be saved without good works? Thou makest rings of crystal for thine ears. Without the highest divine knowledge there is no emancipation. Thou art beguiled by the pleasures of the tongue and sensual organs. Thou hast become a beast, and the mark of it shall not be erased. There are three classes of people and three classes of yoke. He who meditateth on the word shall need no mourning. He who meditateth on the way of yog is a yogi. By the true word he shall become bright. The Guru in an address to a pundit rejects astrology. Thou calculatest auspicious moments, but reflectest not that God is beyond auspicious moments. He who meeteth the Guru knoweth them. When there is the Guru's instruction, man recogniseth God's will. Speak not falsehood, O pundit, tell the truth. If pride depart by means of the word, God's abode shall be attained. The astrologer, after calculating, draweth out a horoscope. He readeth it to himself and others, but knoweth not the reality. Deem the Guru's word the highest of all. Utter no other discourse, it were all in vain. Thou bathest, thou washest, thou worshippest stones. But without being imbued with God, thou art the filthiest of the filthy. Abandon pride, and thou shalt meet God the real wealth. Repeat God's name, 
and thou shalt succeed in obtaining emancipation. Thou readest not thine epic poems, nor reflectest on the Vids. Drown thyself, how canst thou save thine ancestors? Few understand that God is in every heart. When man meeteth the true Guru, he obtaineth understanding. By making calculations such as thine, doubt and sorrow enter the mind. But when the Guru's protection is sought, happiness resulteth. Having sinned, we come to him for protection. According to man's acts in a former state, the Guru causeth him to meet God. God cannot be obtained unless man enter the Guru's protection, otherwise he is led astray in superstition and suffereth transmigration. He who hath not God in his heart, and whose conduct is not according to the word, shall be bound at death's gate and punished for his sins. Men call themselves teachers, pundits, and missars. But they who are tinctured with mammon shall not reach God's mansion. He who by the Guru's favour hath the support of the name is unequalled amongst millions. One man appeareth evil and another good, but they are both contained in the true one. The learned man understandeth this by the aid of the true Guru. A few holy men who know the one God have ended their transmigration and become absorbed in him. They in whose hearts is the one God possess all excellences and meditate on the truth. They who act as pleaseth the Guru are true, O Nanak, and shall be absorbed in the true one. The following was addressed to a rich sinner who visited the Guru. O silly man, as thou earnest, so shalt thou depart. As thou wert born, so shalt thou die. As thy enjoyment, so shall be thy suffering. Through forgetfulness of the name, thou shalt fall into the terrible ocean. Thou art proud on beholding thy beauty and wealth. Thou hast extended thy love to gold and woman. Why hast thou forgotten the name and gone astray? Not having practised continence, truth, self-restraint, or virtue, thou shalt suffer in the skeleton of a ghost. Alms, gifts, ablutions, and austerities are of no avail. Without association with the saints, thou hast been born in vain. Through the covetousness that attaches to thee, thou hast forgotten the name. Thy life hath been wasted in transmigration. Death will hasten to seize thee by the hair and punish thee, and when he eateth thee, thou shalt have no consciousness for repentance. Day and night thou revilest others and art jealous of them. The name is not in thy heart, and thou hast not universal benevolence. Without the Guru's instruction, thou shalt not obtain salvation or honour. Without God's name, thou shalt go to hell. Thou practice disguise for a brief period like a conjurer, while thou art steeped in worldly love and sin. Seeing the extension of thy wealth here and there, thou hast become intoxicated with worldly love. Thou committest sin on a large scale, and without remembering the word hast fallen into error. Thou hast suffered great pain from the disease of pride, but it shall depart when thou receivest the Guru's instruction. The infidel, seeing happiness and wealth coming to him, becometh proud in his heart. He who owneth this body and wealth will take them back. He who feeleth anxiety regarding them shall have sorrow. At the last moment nothing shall depart with thee. Whatever is seen is the result of God's kindness. God is the primal and infinite being. By treasuring his name in the heart, man shall be saved. 
Thou weepest for the dead. Who heareth thy weeping? He whom thou weepest for might have fallen to the dragon in the sea of terror. The infidel, beholding his family, wealth, houses, and mansions, falleth into needless entanglements. Man cometh when God sendeth him, and he goeth away when God calleth him. God continueth to do what is proper, the pardoner pardoneth. O brethren, search for the society of those who have tasted God's elixir. When man taketh the Guru's protection, then wealth, supernatural power, wisdom, divine knowledge, and the boon of emancipation are obtained. The pious consider woe and weal as the same, and are free from joy or sorrow. Nanak, he who chasteneth himself under the Guru's instruction obtaineth God, and God absorbeth him in himself. Dakani Omkar Men who are generally impure cannot obtain emancipation until their hearts are thoroughly purified. As borax melteth gold, so lust and wrath melt the body. The gold is drawn over the touchstone and must, until thoroughly pure, endure the fire. When it assumeth a high colour, the assayer is satisfied. The world is a beast, and pride is its butcher. As thou actest with thine own hand, so shall be thy recompense. He who made the world knoweth its worth. What else is to be said? Talking availeth not. Ramkali Kivar The following is a satire on the professedly religious men of the time. They who call themselves virtuous commit sin and pretend that they are doing good. Gurus go to private houses to impart instruction. A woman loveth man for the money he earneth for her. Otherwise he may come or go as he pleaseth. Nobody obeyeth the Shastas or the Veds. Everybody worshippeth himself. The Kazi sitteth to administer justice. He turneth over his beads and invoketh God, but he taketh bribes and doth injustice. If anyone call him to account, he will read and cite text. The Mohammedan creed filleth the ears and hearts of the Hindus. They carry tales to the judge and plunder the populace. They make squares for cooking so as to appear pure. See what the Hindus are like. Yogis with long hair and ashes on their bodies keep wives. Children scream before and behind them. They miss the right road and obtain not union with God. Why do they put ashes on their heads? Nanak, this is the state of this degenerate age, that men only speak of themselves and think themselves the best. The following is also a satire on Brahmins, Mohammedan priests, and yogis. A Brahmin goeth to the house of a Hindu, readeth text, and putteth a sacrificial thread on a boy's neck. If the boy commits sin of putting on the thread, he shall not be accepted for all his ablutions and washings. The Muslim may praise himself, but without a guru or a priest he shall not be accepted. Even when the road is pointed out, few travel by it. Without good works, heaven is not obtained. Men seek the way in a yogi's monastery, and on that account put rings in their ears and become his disciples. With earrings on, they wander about the world, while the creator they pretend to search for is everywhere. All souls are travellers. When the death warrant cometh for them, there must be no delay. He who knoweth God in this world shall recognize him in the next. All others whether Hindus or Muslims are chatterers. All men's accounts shall be taken in God's court, 
and no one shall be saved without good works. He who repeateth the name of the truest of the true shall not, O Nanak, be examined hereafter. Only the good shall be saved when the final reckoning is called for. Nanak saith, O man, hear true instruction. God seated in judgment will produce his book and call on thee for thine account. The stiff-necked who owe anything shall be summoned, and the angel Azrael placed over them. They shall see no way of escape, they shall be entangled in the narrow streets. Falsehood is at an end, O Nanak, and truth shall at last prevail. The following was addressed to a proud Mohammedan governor. At thy waist is a handsome sword, thou art mounted on a handsome steed. Be not proud, saith Nanak, lest thou fall on thy head. Only good men can remain in the society of the saints. Between the lake and the swan there is affinity from the beginning, so it pleased the Lord. In the lake there are diamonds and pearls which form the swan's food. Cranes and ravens, however cunning they may be, cannot remain in Lake Mansarowar. They cannot subsist there, their food is different. By the practice of truth, truth is obtained. O false ones, false is your pride. Nanak, they for whom it was so ordained from the beginning, meet the true Guru. My Lord is effulgent, if any one reflect on it. Nanak, serve him who giveth ever and ever. Nanak, serve him by whose service sorrow departeth. Sins are erased, merits take their place, and peace abideth in the heart. End of chapter 46 Recording by Padib Alawalia, Ottawa